Welcome back, you guys. This is part two of a two-part series. So you guys, if you didn't listen to episode 76 with therapist Jim Beebe, I'd encourage you, please pause this episode. Yes, literally right now. Just press pause. Go back and listen to episode 76 with Jim and then jump back into this episode 77. In episode 76, Jim talks about thoughts and our feelings. And then this episode 77 really ties it all together and wraps it all up for us. So you guys, if you struggle with judging yourself for any of the struggles you have in life, you're going to love Jim's perspective and wisdom on this. If you've been around here at all, you know Jim is one of our show's go-to experts and guides. Jim has been a therapist for over 40 years, and he's worked with thousands of people. Yes, thousands. You guys, he knows his stuff. Jim originally was actually going to seminary to become a pastor, but life hit and happens, and by the grace of God, the Lord led him into becoming a therapist. And to be honest, I couldn't be more grateful that that was God's plan for his life. Jim and his wife, Jane, also teach a very powerful marriage seminar that is absolutely amazing. You guys, if you want more info about Jim or to get in touch with Jim, his contact will be in the show notes. Okay, so today, you guys, Jim dives into so much. He talks about concepts like radical acceptance and about how to become more grace-based with ourselves and who doesn't need to be more grace-based with themselves, right? If you're a professional at judging yourself, and let's be honest, most of us are, today's episode is sure to bless you, and hopefully it will empower you with some tools to help you as well, or at least you will know you're not alone. So please look at this episode like a big hug from me and Jim. Also, if you are looking to do a deeper dive into figuring out what can actually help you and equip you to experience more of the love and the grace of God, I've got you. It's the reason why I created the Feel Better Journey, a six-week program helped to empower you to actually feel better and walk with more confidence and freedom. It's not a Bible study, but it is biblically based. This material was created through blood, sweat, and tears of experience, finding that freedom and finding that peace and that joy in my own life, and then walking through the material with others to help and empower them as well. So if you're ready to feel better and walk in more acceptance for yourself, more grace for yourself, no matter what your story or history is, you guys, this program is for you. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't have a magic pill. I don't have a magic wand, but I do know there are strategies and tools and things that we can do in our life to move the needle. You guys, we do not need to swim in that sea of misery forever. You are not destined to feel alone and like a failure, or like you're not worthy, or you're not good enough, no matter what your history is, I promise you. You guys, this program comes with a money-back guarantee. If you do the work and you don't feel better, I'm literally gonna give people their money back. Like That's how passionate I am about helping people feel better and making the program work for them. So, but you gotta promise to do the work, okay? So listen, if you have questions, please email me, or you can set up a time on my calendar Uh, There's a link in the show notes. Or if you want to find out more about the program, there'll be a link in the show notes as well. Or you could go to my website, dannysumner.com forward slash the feel better journey. I can't wait to journey with you. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you enjoy this episode with Jim. I know the last two days of these episodes, I know they're just, they were such a gift to my heart listening to him share about these things that you guys, 
Sometimes we need to hear this stuff over and over again to remind us. It's just so powerful to know that we're not alone and that we're not crazy because we struggle with our thought life or we haven't been forsaken or forgotten by God because, you know, our minds aren't renewed and just, you know, it's not all butterflies and rainbows all the time. You are not alone and you are wonderful and you are loved no matter what you are walking through. So just know that. Let me say a quick prayer before we dive in and then we'll dive into today's episode. Father God, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for this episode. Lord, I thank you for Jim. I thank you for his heart to be so generous, God, to share his experience and his wisdom and his life experience with all of them. With all of us, Father, would you bless him? Would you protect him? Would you watch over him and his family? And Lord, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for what you're doing in our midst, God. I thank you for this community. Holy Spirit, we are seeking after you, Lord. We know that you are with us. And so, God, we just trust you. Lord, we give you this episode and we just love you. So bless my friend and film by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, enjoy Jim's wisdom. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. I posted an episode called Don't Repent for Being Human. Yeah. Last week, I had a conversation with somebody who was beating themselves up for the fear that they have about their kid being off the rails and almost needing to repent. They felt like they needed to repent for their lack of trust and all of that. And then on top of that, Zach had come home from something where a leader had said, basically, you know, if we're struggling with depression or anxiety or fear or sadness, or, you know, it's probably because we're not walking close enough with the Lord and you'll learn to trust the Lord more. And so Zach, that hit a like button in Zach where it didn't sound right. So he came to us, which I'm so grateful because that is like the very opposite of how I believe Jesus is. I mean, I think Jesus is in our midst in those moments. And I don't think it's because of sin that we struggle with these things. And so you said something that triggered it. So can I ask you some questions around this? Because my heart is on fire about all these subjects. So you said, you know, when Jim's in fear, you you talked about helping little Jim find comfort and being able to talk to him and walk him through it. And, you know, you found a lot of compassion and grace for yourself for why little Jim lives in fear at times. So yeah. I fundamentally, and I know you believe this too, but can you talk about this, Jim? Because so many people believe like fear is sin or even struggling with depression or anxiety or these very human things. And probably we're struggling because like you said, biology or things have happened in our lens. And, but I just, I feel like I really want to just take this moment for you to minister to people and just talk about that because we stress and we worry that we're missing the mark. We're, we're not trusting Jesus because we have these issues. And I just don't think that's true. All right. So let's think about this. So Jesus, you know, Lazarus dies. 
Jesus uh, is there, they're, they're grieving, and it says, Jesus wept, right? He, he, he felt the sadness. Even though he said later, gosh, come on, you know, he raised him from the dead. He knew he was going to raise him from the dead, and yet he still felt the sadness of the, the situation. In the garden, Jesus was so anxious that he sweat drops of blood. That's very anxious, right? I guess, that, I guess medically that can happen, but that's incredibly anxious, right? So Jesus one time was approaching Jerusalem, and he looked down and he felt sorrow because he saw the condition of the people. So, being healthy, this is going to be really important, being healthy is being whole, which means you experience all of life, you experience all of your emotions, including anxiety at times, including depression at times, probably even including shame at times. There's healthy shame even next week, okay? Being whole, so when it says, be, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, I think it really means be whole, experience it all, okay? And you're able to experience it. Being closer to Jesus does not mean you just are happy all the time because Jesus wasn't happy all the time. It doesn't mean you don't feel anxious. You're perfect peace and you just, nothing gets to you because there's times Jesus was anxious and, you know, and frustrated. Jesus got angry at times, right? So I know we can get hijacked into them and it can just sort of rob us of love, joy, and peace because we want, I want more love, joy, and peace in my life. But it is not meaning that we don't experience all of what it means to be fully human, including all of our emotions. You should feel anxious at times. That's human. And that's good. That's part of being human, you know? And that's okay. So this sense that we have this enforced positivity and enforced perfection, which means I'm happy all the time, man, it wasn't Jesus, you know? And certainly was not the disciples. You read Paul and him fighting with Peter and Paul being frustrated with people. Paul wasn't like this either. He was quite a persnickety guy. I think in, in a sense, it's a little bit of modernity in, in our forced positivity in our culture, too. I think that there's, you know, along with the worship of youth is this worship of happiness and positivity. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So don't repent for your humanness. I love that phrase because human is all these things. So as I get closer to my spiritual self, I should actually get close to my human self all of myself. In some ways, I actually can get back and, and own my sadness. I can actually feel it. So for some people, literally, well, like, like how long it took for you to even own, you were so covered with anger, to own your sadness and your tears. Oh, for sure. You know, the healthier you got, the more able you were to cry. For sure. And to feel your feelings, you know, because we freeze them off, you know, and boy, believe me, men are way better at this than you women. <laughs> you know, we can cut ourselves off from these our feelings. You used to ask me, what else are you feeling besides anger? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's more. Maybe, is there anything else in there? Yeah, underneath that, it's down there. Yeah, but you, but as the health you get, actually you get to feel sad. You get to actually identify, man, I'm feeling really anxious, you know, or I'm feeling overwhelmed. And that's not necessarily something you got to get rid of or fix. You just embrace it. This is part of being human. Yeah, being human means time that's just you know can be you know a challenge i'm having a hard time of being in my skin and hopefully as i learn tools to take care of myself i also can have love joy and peace i hope that's part of it because through grace i'm acceptance of all my humanness okay but i'm fully human fully alive well and i think it is you just hit on something about be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect and i love how you talked about be whole as your father in heaven is whole and jesus was fully human 
He experienced everything we experience, except the Bible says he didn't sin, right? And I'm not saying we don't sin. Clearly, we all have, you know, shadow sides. We've all fallen in that category of sin and sin in our life. And we need to deal with that. So deal with sin if it's sin, okay? But what Jim and I are talking about, you guys, is that don't run from the feelings. If you're feeling sadness, ask questions. I wonder why I'm feeling sad. Sometimes we avoid the feelings because we think we're going to be consumed by it. I know, at least for me, I was like, Jim, if I get into that sadness, like, I don't know if I'm coming out. Like, there is so much. There's a sea of sadness. And you were like, well, that's why you have anchors. That's why you have a life preserver on. That's why you have a community. That's why you have people who know you're going through this. So, you know, we'll pull you out. Right. And so, and the power of the Holy Spirit. But so, you guys, I just want to say, like, if you're shaming yourself for having anxiety, don't be scared about the anxious feelings. They're not going to so over consume you. You know, as long as you're building community and good places in your life that can help you sort through it and get through it. I just don't want us to be fearful to, to experience those feelings, right? Cause if then we're just burying them and then we only have two experiences, anger and frustration, anger and frustration, right? Instead of all these other emotions. And the more, I don't know, the more I got in touch with my sadness, honestly, and I know it sounds crazy, the more capacity I had for joy. I know it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But I remember being so sad about so much, but yet having this deep sense of like peace and joy. It's the oddest thing to even talk about, but I, it, some magic happened in there. And I don't know if that's just the Holy Spirit or how God works, but I think the more we face these very human parts of us, the more God deposits or allows us to feel the fruit of the Spirit. I, I don't, it sounds wonky. Does that make sense? Danny, that's so powerful. The more that I got in touch with my, sadness, the more room I have for my joy. Wow. That's really good. That's really good. That's an interesting, we could just sit on that. I just said I should absorb that for a little while. Because I think you're exactly right. But it's not a joy that's separate from the sadness, right? They're like wound together. They're held together. Very wound together. Yeah. That's a really good statement. It's a really good statement. I think we got to sort of resonate with that for a while. Sit on that. And maybe that's just true of everything, right? Even the more that I, would we say this? And it's a, it's a pretty radical thing, but I say, you know, the more I even got in touch with my shame, the more I can experience grace. Could I, could I say that? Yes. You know, because sometimes that can be, you know, the, the sadness or the shame or even anxiety. They're, they all can be so self-consuming too, right? Sometimes we just feel that we don't get the other side. But somehow within it, right? They say the only way out is through. Maybe somehow in it is actually the shadow of the sadness is joy. The shadow of the shame is is grace and acceptance. Maybe it's what bonds me to other people even in my openness about my, I say, shame. That when, especially when I share it and bring it to community, that actually bonds me with people deeper. Maybe that's part of this, yeah. I think you're right. And I think, I mean, you always told me for years because I wrestled with shame, obviously. Jim knows this, right? So I wrestled with shame and like regret and just was feeling so much. And you would always say, okay, you got to share it to get out of it, right? Like shame, the only way to heal shame is in community and to share the things. And I used to say like, well, Jim, how do I know it's shame? What is shame? And you would say things like the things that you don't want to share those are the things you got to share. Yeah, the fear of exposure, yeah. The more I'd share and I'd be open, not only with you, but with like my mentor, Lori, or good friends and Gary, my husband, right? The more I shared, the more vulnerable I was, 
but the more grace I sensed, because I shared it with good people who had nothing but grace and compassion and love yeah. for me, yeah. helped yeah. me to separate myself from the shame and not be the shame, but actually like, oh, I experienced shame. And this is why, because of these experiences that were on my lens, but the more I shared it, the more I had distance from it. And that distance ushered in, whoa, the peace and the grace of God, the acceptance of myself. I remember yeah. Yeah. I would just have wicked dreams and I would wake up in cold sweats about being like, quote unquote, found out about my shame. But the more I shared it and brought it into community and other people knew, I felt like, whoa, we're all in this boat together. I'm safe. They know my stuff and they love me. They accept me. And I can love and accept myself the same way Jesus does. So I think you're right with the... Yeah, it's somehow in that, even within the experience of your shame, especially within community, where the roots of your connectedness, your joy, your empathy for others, your compassion, I mean, there's a lot in there because you've known what it's like to suffer. Mm. You know, you've owned your suffering. You're richer as a person because of your suffering. Yeah, you know, we, we all bear our cross, but that cross somehow gives us empathy, you know. And I think that really gives a redemptive way to look at, like my anxiety, for example, or someone else's depression. You know, I get that where anxieties or depressions or shame can be so self-limiting. And it's just like, oh, I can see why someone would say, I don't think my shame brings me all that joy. I don't think my anxiety brings me any peace. You know, I get it. But I think these tools where we, we bring into community... I think doing mindfulness and being able to learn how to slowly create a body that will allow me to see myself without judging myself, right? Learning to observe without judgment is what mindfulness is all about. That practice actually changes some of your brain. I think I'm really convinced that there's some physiological changes that happen because you know, they say the brain that fires together wires together. So the more you do something, the more it, the easier it is to do it. And this is not just true in physical things. So if you were played the violin, you know, as a kid and made, you know, practice, 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 that part of your brain that controls fine motor skills and your finger movements would be really dense, right? So you're really good at it. So you and I take up the violin at our age. We never could be as good as someone who started as a kid, okay? Well, this is not just true in those things. It's true in our emotional self, our mental self, right? our spiritual self, that we've wired together our brain in those ways too. So that's this body, soul, spirit. So now is then, okay, I'm trying to rewire my brain. This is why people drink and they smoke weed. It's because they're trying to re hijack their brain. They're trying to get out of their wiring and hijack their, they're hijacking their dopamine, let's say, to sort of get them out of their, what their brain is going to do. You know, they, they force their brain to be different with a drug. But we're trying to force our brain to be different with practices and relationship. We're trying to actually transform that brain of ours in a healthier way. And that's where mindfulness, this is where exercises, and even the self-talk is helpful with grace, right? You can see we're coming back to this radical acceptance, right? Again, we're coming back to this sense of not shaming ourselves for being who we are. Not only look in the Bible, but look at church history. My gosh, you think Luther didn't have his own issues and Calvin and all, oh my gosh, so many people. Mother Teresa with her years of depression, you know everybody's got stuff you know it's part of being human and somehow in accepting it i actually access the gift within it and at accepting it i actually give myself some room with practice of how to care for myself in it versus judging myself in it 
is back to our compassionate curiosity. Well, and you said it before. I think you said it last time you were on the podcast that you want to get to the place where you look at life like an adventure, not like a puzzle to solve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if you look at life as a lesson or as your school day, right? Your lesson to learn instead yeah. of your project opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that sense, everything's a gift, right? So this is where I don't judge things. Everything is accepted and received, but you know, that's hard. I mean, for some of us, we have to, some of those things are very emotionally uncomfortable. They're not, they're not easy. I'm, you know, I'm not pretending any of us have whatever our cross is, is our cross. Okay. But that the, whatever degree we get this sort of forced positivity, this sense or expectation that somehow if we have more faith, we'll have less anxiety or depression or whatever. I think that's really backwards. Now, I want to have less anxiety and depression. I want to have more love and joy and peace. I do. But I don't think it, it's, it can't start with a judgment that somehow having faith is going to get rid of depression because then Jesus wouldn't be Jesus. Paul wouldn't be Paul. It's, it can't be that. Maybe being healthy means you're actually going to feel some more sadness. We really saw life through God's lens. Really? I think part of me, honestly, I'd probably be more sad because I've seen the way the world is and people dying in Africa and everything. I, I, all the time I'm in denial of things, you know, because I don't want to see it, right? So sometimes if I saw things accurately, that bigger lens I just talked about, it wouldn't just mean joy. It actually could bring deep, you know, godly sorrow and sadness. I'd, I'd feel that too. You know, I, I think that's all mixed together. And they're probably two sides of the same coin of humanness. You just can't take one without the other. Yeah. And what a richer life we get to experience because of, and you guys, it's very courageous to step into those places in ourselves, those shadows, those dark places. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.